With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real Wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Right Brand Bacon. That's called Right Brand Bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's rate the studio audience so far. Okay. Pretty good. You know what's shocking that we got fifteen thousand people in here today. That's that's what it sounds like. I haven't even turned around to look at the crowd. It feels like around fifteen, sixteen thousand people here. It's not that it's cold. It's just cold for Las Vegas, right? That's what it feels like. And I told the Danettes, do not complain. Nobody wants to hear you complaining about how cold it is. You're at the Super Bowl. You're staying at a great hotel. It's bitter cold though. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, today's Mercedes-Benz interview of the day is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz EV. Owning a Mercedes-Benz EV isn't just extraordinary, it's extra easy. The feeling all Mercedes, the choice all yours. Learn more, mbusa.com slash EQ. He's a five-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle and part of the uh, Super Bowl winning team, fourth overall pick by the Eagles back in 2013. And he's a finalist for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Let's say hello to Lane Johnson of the Eagles here. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You know, sometimes you see somebody and you go, I wonder what that guy does for a living. I don't wonder about that when I look at you. Uh, you don't second guess? Now, were, were you ever a bouncer? I never was, uh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> but could you take all of us? Ah, depends on what day. Maybe on a good, on a like good right Sunday. Like right now, if we all stood up. Yeah, well, I mean, we could try. Could, all right, once you, <laughs> could you? It's a hypothetical. Yeah, you're leaving that inside open. you got to get lower. Okay, once again, it's called the get-off. Yeah. Right? Explain to the audience what the get-off is. We're fascinated by this more than anything. At the okay, so, so the get-off, you have the quarterback who's about eight yards and the defensive end and the tackle are getting off the ball to see who can, uh, you know, I'm trying to prevent him from sacking the quarterback. So to the audience, it's like a 100-meter dash. The sprinter has to master the first, you know, 10, 20 yards. So for me, getting that timing down allows me to get in a good position uh, to block the end. So a lot of times the DN likes when the tackle turns his shoulders to the sideline that makes him more susceptible to getting beat inside. Okay, so do you look at the ball, or are you listening for what Jalen Hurts says? Uh, so if we're at home and we have a cadence, listen to the cadence. And if we're on the road, we usually have a, a signal by the center or by the guard that allows me the time. So usually it's a tap of the center, 
I know a certain time. How many illegal motion penalties? Have you had Ooh, I've false had, starts? I've had so it's crazy. I feel like I had a lot more earlier in my career, and then like now the the attention's on me. I've had le- uh, like a lot less. Like going into the season, I, I just remember seeing articles just me false start and false start. And I said it's going to be an interesting year, but didn't have. I don't know if I had one. Maybe okay. maybe one. But I'm watching, and it certainly seems like you're getting off before anybody else does. Yeah, I think is it yeah, is it so, cheating? Yeah. Lane? So no, there's there's certainly. There's certainly times where I'm early and I and I should get called, but when you look at how it's broke down, so soon as Kelsey like flicks his wrist, that's technically what I'm going on. So a lot of times in these still shots, it shows me with my leg up and Kelsey's already cocked to snap the ball. It's just not showing it in the picture frame. Okay. But yeah, I've been called early and uh, you know I've got my fair share of penalties. Okay, but have you changed offensive tackles? No, so what's funny is when I came in, I was always late. So my college film, my, my coach always said, you're late off the ball, you're late off the ball, what's going on? And then I played next to Jason Peters, and so I felt like he was just passing it down to me, and he okay. got it from Walter Jones. You know, Trent Williams is, is great at it. So a lot of the tackles that are, that are really good in this league, that's, that's part of the game. Um, How did you guys react when Jason Kelsey was named one of the sexiest men of the year? I think we knew it a lot earlier on when we did the ESPN shoot. Uh, the, the body issues, so uh, now I think just the audience is starting to see what we've, what we've known all along. So you thought he was sexy is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, he had, a, yeah, he had his moments. That's yeah, weird. He had his moments. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's awkward, but okay. Uh, is he coming back? Are you planning on him coming back? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would like for him to come back, you know, as a player, but, uh, you know, I feel like he would be a great coach as well. But, you know, also he has a lot of stuff going for him off the field, so... You know, he has, he has his options, but, yeah, I would love to see him back. Okay. Does your family ask you to ask him questions about Taylor Swift? Uh, sometimes, but Do you a lot of times I just avoid it. Yeah, I just... Have you asked a question about Taylor Swift? <clears throat> no, not really, because, I mean, I've sat by him for the last 10 years, like, in, in, uh, in meetings, so it's like I already know... No, no concert tickets? You don't ask for a hookup? Not yet. It's just, you know, it's the wrong time of the year. You know, we're still playing. Um, you know, we just now had some, some recent time off, so maybe uh, this summer or spring we're looking for some T-Swift tickets. How uh, <laughs> tough is it to watch the Super Bowl? Uh, it's tough, but, you know, when you look at, you know, how we handled the second half of the season, um, you know, obviously what we wasn't uh, what we expected, but, you know, I feel like, um, looking back, you know, you got to cherish the moment. You know, it is a big moment getting to the playoffs, and so um, next time around, you know, hopefully it's a lot different. Okay, explain to me what happened the last, whatever, six, eight weeks of the season. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as film piles up, and I feel like really after the 49ers game where, you know, it's kind of them dismantling us, I felt like teams kind of piggybacked off that, so I don't know if it was something we were doing with our scheme-wise. Maybe the teams were on to what we were running. Um, but it was a lot more difficult than what it needed to be um, because you've seen what the offense has been, and then you see that stretch, and it's, you know, what's going on. Yeah, because you go to the Super Bowl last year, yeah. could have easily won the Super Bowl, yeah. and then all of a sudden the expectation, I mean, here are the Chiefs, they're back, and then you guys aren't even a playoff team. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the great thing about the NFL. I mean, teams, you know, you think um, should be beatable, uh, aren't I mean? And it's just like you look at the second half of our season. Um, you know, games we should have won, close games we end up losing the last six or seven. So um, it is what it is. But you know, when we, we reflect, a lot of changes are going on in Philly right now. Um, so you know, I'm excited about that. And I feel you know, with the nucleus that we do have, I feel like we have a good 
good chance of getting back to where we need to be. Where are all the great offensive linemen coming from? It feels like there's a drought in college because of how you play in college yeah. is not how you play in the pros. Man, you know, that's tough. You know, I like to say Texas is usually pretty good. Oh, that's tough for you to say that Texas yeah, is good. coming from Man, Oklahoma. I, I, think, I think a trend, I think, I think of Jason Peters, but, you know, you look at the South, uh, the Midwest, like that's usually a good answer. But, you know, when you're looking at tackles, I mean, I feel like the, the speed of the game has changed so much. So you're, you're seeing the best athlete on the edge, the Miles Garretts of the world. What's that um, like? Oh, man, it's like uh, you're in an enclosure with a, a Jaguar. and uh, <laughs> a, a big Jaguar. A Jaguar, and, yeah, the quarterback's the meat pile, and you got to – all right, just keep him away. Yeah. Have you ever apologized to Jason after he got sacked? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's um, – you know, usually it doesn't happen very much, but, yeah, usually I think it – uh, a good one happened early in training camp. I was like, hey, it's not going to happen. Uh, you know, it's not going to happen too much more. So. Oh, okay. Because I always wonder when your guy sacks the quarterback and then you go over to help him up and then yeah. he's looking up at you and the, he's, you're the reason why I'm down here because you let your man beat Thanks, me. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like Keanu Reeves and the replacements. What are you doing? Come on, help me out. But also, uh, you have to decide, do I get called for holding or do I allow a sack? Yeah, uh, I think the holding, definitely, yeah. I'd say hold any time. Can I call holding on every play? You you could. Okay. Yeah, but once the defender gets out outside the framework of the tackle um, and outside that and your arms get extended, then that's usually when they call it. Yeah, I was wondering about that when we were thinking about if we came up with mittens. Well, they used to block like this back in the day. Maybe, yeah. maybe we should just go back to that. Well, no, but if I gave you mittens, then it's, you know, no no fingers, but mittens. Like and, oven mitts? And, and the oven yes, mitts? Yes, and the defensive player has to have oven mitts as well. I think we should go to Nike and get a glove designed. Okay, and, here we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Will's turning. We're yeah. going to make millions of dollars, yeah. aren't we? Yes, we are. Uh, who's the guy that you can, uh, you look in, across the line and you go, uh-oh? Uh, you know... Anytime I had to block Vaughn, you know, Micah's one of those guys, Max Crosby, um, you know, really any of those guys. I don't know if you've seen Daniel Hunter walk around the field, but you're going, oh, hey, what plant is this guy from? So I'm like, whoa, I need, I need some more baby oil in my arms next time I come out. Okay. So, yeah, you see some guys like that, Khalil Max, the same way, you're going, whoa. Where are they coming from? Do you put baby oil on I, your arms? I used to, but now it's just, uh, no, not really. Okay. But is that an illegal substance? Uh, yeah, I mean, but I feel like in the cold, I don't know. Is it gamesmanship? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when it's warm, yeah, definitely. You know, you have the sweat going with it. It's, it's definitely hard to grab. But guys like to do it. It's like wrestlers before they come out. You know, they're trying to look, trying to look yoked up. You know, yeah, they're trying to flex up. Uh, one of 32 nominees for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year, uh, presented by Nationwide. So uh, Nationwide's done a wonderful job donating more than $2.3 million to uh, community and philanthropic causes. Uh, your reaction when you uh, found out you were nominated? Yeah, so I was, I was genuinely surprised. So, um, you know, obviously they got the video in the room, but, you know, when I'm in the room, it's mostly stout talking and he's very high detailed and, you know, you can't miss something because he'll pop quiz and then he just starts going on into this and I'm like taken back and then uh, Kels gets up and usually when Kels speaks you know he gets he gets emotional I mean it's just you know any any pregame speech I mean he, he pours his heart into it and so you know I knew how much it, it meant to the guys around me I knew how much it meant to Chris Long when he was when he was here with the Eagles and 
you know, uh, Nationwide has been sponsoring this for the past 10 years, and, you know, I just think the nominees and the people that have been a part of this are, are phenomenal and do a lot of good, you know, uh, commit to changing their communities and, um, you know, really helping out. But you also did a wonderful thing where you talked about mental health. Yeah. And, you know, big tough guys and football players, and you guys, you know, don't talk about these yeah. things. But where did the courage to come forward come from? Yeah, so I was dealing with a, you know, a terrible ankle injury. I, I, you know, I was contemplating retirement, and so I was, you know, trying to play through that and, um, you know, had a lot of different emotions going through my head. And so I took those three games, and whenever I came back, instead of making up some story, you know, I felt like to genuinely express what I was going through, um, you know, would do more help than harm. And so, you know, through that, I've, I've, spawn I've, I've committed to Cooth, um, which helps – um, high school kids for uh, mental health causes and just really I, I feel like the dialogue in, in my generation has been a lot greater than maybe when I came into the league and so I've seen a lot of guys uh, get help you know even guys after games I'm talking to or they, they mess me on on Instagram and so you know there's a lot of guys that are playing at a very high level that are dealing with lots of stuff but you know I think just the communication and, and guys being transparent has been uh, incredible. Yeah, I think people don't realize, or players don't realize, or you know, people in general don't realize there's other people, how many people are suffering from this, mm -hmm. and they're looking for somebody to be able to talk about it. Yeah. So then they can talk about it. Then that leads to other people. Max Crosby came on the show a couple of years ago. He talked about you know uh, alcoholism, and we had a woman who was uh, in the audience a couple of days ago, and she said, you know, he changed my life, probably saved my life because she stopped drinking listening to Max Crosby talk about that. So it, you have a platform, use the platform, it's a powerful voice, and you know it's, it resonates with somebody somewhere at some point in their life. Yeah, exactly, and I think the main thing is to uh, bring education to everything so people know what the symptoms are, know what the feelings are, and really become educated on, on what it is and how to handle it. But yeah, when you get stories of athletes, like mine was Tyson Fury or Michael Phelps, when you hear stories like that and the caliber of athletes, Who's you know sometimes athletes think they can achieve their way out of things. Oh and, yeah, and yeah. that's and that's kind of the, um, you know, depression's that's, that's like, yeah. undefeated. I mean, it it, it yeah. it'll get you and hold on to you there. Yeah, you know? but it's it's something you constantly have to be in the present. And you have to focus on being in the present. You know, we're and we're in a distracted world, um, and so you have to train it. And you're trying to cheat when you're playing because you're putting baby oil on. And baby then, oil yeah, and, and jumping off the ball. Jumping so off sides. A lot of stuff going oh, on. Okay. Now, the get-off, I want you to judge my guys. So they're going to get up here. And uh, if you're watching on Peacock, you'll be able to see it. So this is Paulie, who is fat, you know, he's fascinated by the get-off. The call? Like the like Jalen Hurts' call? Oh, so you're, you're going to do the set hut hut? How's my setup? How's my setup? Yeah, so you want to get you want to you want to get lower, so you want to take your elbows on your knees. Yeah, I don't think physically. I, I, yeah, bend, bend over more. You know, yeah, there you go. Okay. And then next thing you're thinking of kicking your right foot like you're kicking through a wall like that. Yeah, shuffle I, a little bit, but think I, of a big kick and then shuffle. Okay. I'm ready. Ready? Down. Sit hot. <laughs> I, want, I want one you more. like a crab going across the beach. <laughs> Micah's not getting by. Coaches like the quick, quick feet. Uh, all right, Micah do, Parsons Micah's wants not nothing to do with I you. I want one more. I'm going to do his get off. Ready? Okay, here we go. Down, sit up. There you go. A little early. Yeah, a little early. <laughs> yeah. Flag on you. Uh, Fritzy, do you want to give this a shot? Now, he suffered a devastating injury yesterday. That uh, he yeah, has recovering. a he has a slight. So, whatever you can cut. do. So, my kick, I think of that first, you know, I'm getting that right leg about. Back behind me, like I'm kicking through a wall. 
say that? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, too late. <laughs> down. I was on two. No, no, it's not on two. I'm going to say down. I'm going to say down then. Say that. Down. Say that. Whoa. You don't want to mess with that, do you? So that's kind of old school. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. What trying to show me is I'm kicking like this. Oh, okay. Old school, uh. old school guy, so Willie Anderson showed me this. This foot back first. He says your center of gravity is better than... How about, Paulie, right Paulie, I need you okay. to be the edge rush. Stay up your lane. Okay. Paulie's going to rush you. Oh, and do whatever yeah. whatever oh. you need to do. If you need to smack him, then you smack him. Okay, here we go. Oh, some of this? Paulie you, is, I'm, I'm not sure where he's going. you got a lot of that's, inside. That's my call. That's my... Miles Garrett. Sid! <laughs> Wait! I think you're holding, Lane. I think you are holding. So I feel pretty good. That's the pressure, I think. That is? Yeah. That so was. That so was Jesus hands. Christ. That you're, so your hands are right here, so I'm right here, and I'm trying to replace. Do you want another I, shot? I didn't, I didn't get there in time. Oh, you want another shot of him? No, I'm kind of. You can go. Okay. Redemption. Okay. Down, set up. Oh. <laughs> Man, you almost got the quarterback, Paul. That's a good yeah. Went into my chest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like it. I like it. He's pretty wiry. Hey, don't let me fool you. I got to feel his hands. Not many edge rushers weigh 175 pounds, so you, you did a great job. Uh, congrats again on uh, being nominated, one of the 32 nominees for the yeah. Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. He's Lane Johnson, everybody. Thank you, Lane. Thank you. Appreciate your time. We'll take a break. We're back after this with our Play of the Day, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast. And every week we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity. To get to the top, we've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Coming up, Fritzy has more bad, I mean, more dad jokes. Come on. Way to sell it. Way to sell it. <laughs> Las Vegas dad jokes. Is that what we're doing That's what here? they are. They're like bad Las Vegas dad jokes. Okay. So we'll do those after Dan Orlovsky comes yeah, by. Yeah, because leave if I start reading Well, them. I don't want to do it when Montana and Dion are here because that wouldn't go over well. It would. Okay. We'll so go with your lead on that. At, at, the, at the end of the hour, you'll do your dad jokes. Fair enough. Like, once again, would you give us just a sampling of what the audience can expect with the bad, I mean, I, the dad jokes, Las Vegas. Okay, I gave you two, and I guess I'm 0 for 2. So you are 0 for 2. The audience is going to let you know right away, Todd. Okay, what does an emperor do in a Vegas restroom? What does an emperor do in a Vegas restroom? Okay. Royal flush. Okay. <laughs> Come on, a little bit? It, wow. It, courtesy flush, courtesy laugh is what that was. What's going right on there. with these guys? They're they're not they're not with you they today. Like that I told joke, you, like my dad I told joke. you this is the mean spirited this is one of the toughest audiences we've had, Todd. What do yeah. the French like to say at the casinos? One more quickly. What do the French like to say at the casinos? Parlay vous Francais. Parlay look at the Oh my god. <laughs> Isn't that a thing when you have to get like five in a row things? Wow. They're not saying bloop, they're saying boo. Yes, Seaton. Turns out it's not just us. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. How could such a large group have no sense of humor? Oh, so strange to me. See, people, people always say that I pick on you, you, and what just happened? Yeah, I This guess. audience of 16,000 people yeah. just yeah, turned you on you. It. They're like, Dan doesn't like it, so I guess none of us are supposed to like it. He makes fun of him. We all should make fun of him. I know how this works. <laughs> Don't you think a little bit? They kind of follow your lead. You're Dan Patrick. If he thinks it's funny, we'll laugh. If he thinks it's okay, stupid, Okay, try it again. I'll give you an honest answer here, honest response, and we'll get to dinner. Lost. What's a menage a trois you don't want to participate in? How are these dad jokes? 
It's my character. What's a, what's a menage a trois you don't want to participate in? Three-way craps. <laughs> That's a thing. I looked it up. I look at gambling terms. <laughs> Casino terms. You don't want to be involved in three-way craps. That's Let's not... say hello to Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, part of NFL Live, and, of course, former quarterback. NFL Live is in Vegas. It's Dan Marcus Spears. It's Ryan Clark, Mita Kimes, Laura Rutledge, and uh, they'll be uh, in action at 4 Eastern on ESPN. Orlovsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, what the hell am I doing? Dan is calling the Super Bowl along with Lewis Riddick and Chris Fowler for ESPN's audience in Australia and New Zealand. Say hello to Dan Orlovsky of the Mothership here. Yeah, you got to follow that, Dan. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck with Um. that. Yeah. You just gave me a look. Yeah, it's not pleasing. I don't know me. what's better I, that I get to follow those dad jokes, or I'm thankful that you didn't put me after Dion Sanders and <laughs> Joe Montana. <laughs> hey, it's Dion, Joe Montana, and Orlovsky. <laughs> All right, but you've had to fight for credibility, right? When you don't have name recognition, that some of these other guys. But sure, if you were giving advice to a player who maybe didn't have that all-pro status or Hall of Fame status of how do you get noticed and how do you move up in the ranks here? Uh, I think two things. Number one, you have to figure out a way to do something or bring something that no one else is. You know, that was part of when I got started in 18 was breaking down the tape and making it, you know, I guess digestible for the public. No one was really doing that, at least at that time. I know... Years ago, it was Jaws and, and in many ways. So I think like on a daily basis, I was able to do that. So you have to find something that no one else is capable or at least doing and, and bring it to the audience to either educate them or entertain them in some capacity on a consistent basis. I think the second thing is, is you got to every day show up. You know, there's a, there's a consistency that people, I think, gravitate towards that they want almost on a regular basis that they can bank on, like, hey, I'll get something from this person that, that I'm interested in. Uh, on a, I don't know if it's daily, but it feels like a daily basis nowadays. I think the third thing, one of the things that someone told me when I got started was you got to say stuff. I, I never agreed with that, and I still don't. What does um, that mean? You got to be like, critical? You got to be willing to say stuff. Like, or say something. Hot takes? Yeah. I, 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 the way I look at it is like, you have to, you have to have the courage to be wrong. Like you gotta, you gotta be convicted with the things that you're going to say and you gotta be okay with being wrong because if you're not okay with being wrong, you're never going to strain to be right. People like when, when people are right, you know? And so, um, I think like the whole, we'll just say anything. Eventually that becomes a background noise to, to folks. But when you say things that you're convicted about or that you believe in and whether it ends up being right or wrong, I think that at least grabs people's attention more more on a, on a consistent basis. What's the uh, one comment or diagnosis, uh, criticism, are you, are you still hearing from fa- You know, when fans come after you, is there anything that you said that is still hanging there? Um, yeah, I mean, I went on... I went on a Wench train for you know two years, like thinking that Carson Wentz was going to be a, a long time high high level player. Then I was pretty adamant about. Um, so that's one that like people say consistent. I thought Fields this year would play at an MVP type of level. That didn't happen for Justin. So, but as far as like my job, it's par- probably the Carson stuff. Yeah, but you're not alone in those things. No, no, and I honestly, I honestly thought like Carson Wentz was going to be a superstar. I, I thought that he would be. 
kind of what Josh Allen has become in many ways, just a, like a game. A but if he that, didn't have that knee injury. Yeah, if he didn't have the knee injury, there's obviously a lot of conversation about the, I guess, like the type of leader he was in Philadelphia once he got the contract, or the, the, the locker room personality or the way that he handled his guys. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of reports in regards to that. But if he didn't have the knee injury, I mean, he was playing at a ridiculous level. But how does money not change Certainly these quarterbacks, when you're making forty, fifty million dollars a year, and then you got, you know, the guys who are protecting you, you know, they might be making a couple of million dollars a year. Is there how much jealousy goes with that, do you think? Uh there's as much jealousy as the quarterback allows. You know, I, I think there's two things in that question. One, quarterbacks are just very different. You know, we are most of us when we start playing the position. One of the things you hear all the time is you gotta you gotta get your teammates to do things for you, you know, and that's the whole. When you're in the huddle, look at them in the eye, and and the way that you call the play, get them to believe that the play is gonna happen, and then you know after practice, be the person who's there the latest, doing the extra work, and you know have the be the person who's out at practice the earliest and getting in extra work, and so you know like when your teammates are seeing that that they then believe that you don't believe that you're better than them. I always said this, or being around Peyton just for a little bit and then being around Matthew for a while, those guys had this unique ability to be two people at the same time. Like, they unquestionably knew that they were the guy. Like, when they walked in the room, the room changed. It, you just felt their presence. They knew that they were the face of the franchise, the billion-dollar CEO, all that. And they also, at the same time, wanted you as the teammate to believe, I want to be just, just like you. I want to be just one of the guys. And they went out of their way all the time, in practice, out of practice, at lunch, at dinner, on road trips, whatever, to just be one of the guys. And so, and, Well, Brady would go out drinking with the offensive lineman yeah. early in his career. Yeah, I think that's a conscious thing. I do. Like, I, I think eventually it just becomes part of you know, your personality and who you are, but I do think it's a conscious thing because, you know, a lot of times in the weight room, perfect example, you have these offensive line that are pushing or pulling just a gajillion pounds, and you're over there doing band work or something, <laughs> you know? It's like, eventually your teammates are going to be like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Or like when your, your teammates are running sprints and, you know, killing themselves and you're over there like doing, you know, 80 percenters on the sideline type of thing. So you have to go out of your way to make sure that you... You know, make that that conscious effort to be like, no, no, no. This is it takes all of us. You know, and your teammates have to truly, truly believe that. And then with the money thing, it's just how you treat them. You know, it's just it, it, I don't think it's that complicated. If you treat them the right way and you make them very aware of like, no, no, I know I can't do any of this with you guys. You know, and the buy way, them good gifts. Buy too. them good gifts. The way that you you take care of them, you, you take them out to dinner on 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 road trips. You you handle. You know their families the proper way. Like there's there's ways that those guys those guys are you know, all, all they want is to go kill themselves in the field for you. That's all those guys are, are wired like that. I just I just want they 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 just want one of those the, uh, a leader to just pull them along. And um, so I think if you're conscious of that it's not it's not as difficult as we make it seem. Okay, when you were playing, did you ever get in the huddle, call a play that you truly believed was not going to work? <laughs> Dan, I played for the 0-16 Lions, dude. <laughs> uh, Most of them. But, but you have to have this, you know, this authoritative voice. Did you ever go, right, I'll give you a couple stories. 17 i on two, <laughs> maybe? I've given you the run out of the end zone story, haven't I? have I not? With that, the, the, in the moment. So that was uh, at Minnesota, 
It's, the, I think, the second quarter, I want to say. It's my second or third drive of my NFL career. You know, where I'm on the road. There are two defensive tackles. Pat Williams and, and um, Kevin Williams are just, like, monster humans. So it's third and, I want to say, 10 or 12 from, like, the four-yard line. Let's say that. Play call comes in. Immediately I go, no, this play call is not going to work. <laughs> it was a one-man route, just to Calvin. Everybody else is in protection. So I call timeout, go to the sideline. I'm like, hey, I don't, this play is not going to work. I know Minnesota's going to play cover two. Hey, can I just get the ball out of my hands? Our passing game coordinator, because we had a run game coordinator, a passing game coordinator was like, no, we're just going to keep the play on. And I'm like, all right, sweet. <laughs> play happens. Jared Allen splits the double team. I run out of the back of the end zone. So that was that moment where I knew so it wasn't going to work. So it's the coaching staff's fault, not yours. <laughs> it takes all of us. It takes all of us. It takes a village. Yeah, yeah. It takes a village. That's one. Um, but I've that had... play never stayed with you, though, after it, though. That's what's good about it. Yeah, no, forgot I, all I don't about get reminded it. of it consistently. <laughs> I've had a coach uh, fall asleep on the headset you know, during the game, like in middle of drive, fall asleep. I've had a coach call a play that was no longer like part of our actual offensive acumen. It was one from his old past. He called the play, and I was like, we don't even have that formation or, or language. You're, you got to be thinking of something else. Wait, wait, go back to the coach falling asleep. Fell here. asleep. How does that happen? He's old. He was old. <laughs> well, so am I, but I don't fall asleep on the show. We were probably down 24 to nothing or something. Uh, he was old. And <laughs> legit, legit. We were in between. So the, the other team had ball. Change of possession happens. We get out. TV timeout. Call first down. First down happens. Don't remember exactly what happened on the play. Second down comes crickets. Nothing, 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 nothing. Asleep up in the press box. Damn. NFL. Yeah. Welcome to the big time there, Danny. Can I go back to UConn? <laughs> um, the defense you would want to face between these two. Is would or would not? Would. Oh, San Francisco. You want to face them. Oh, yeah. I want no part of Kansas City. Kansas City's defense is re remarkable. San Francisco's defense isn't the 2019 49ers defense. You know, I think that's been something that has been lost a little bit this week is it's a little bit around the, the Brock Purdy conversation. Jimmy Garoppolo was good in 19. That defense was spectacular. Yeah. And that defense was one that you couldn't run the ball against because the, the coverage that they played, they had too many humans down near the ball. You couldn't throw against them. Playing against that defense was like, you know, one of the early defense when I got into the NFL, I remember playing against the Bucks and the Bears. And they played two coverages. They played cover two and cover three. And you knew exactly what they were in. And as a dummy going into it, you're like, I know exactly what you guys are doing. This is going to be easy. And then the ball gets snapped. You're like, my goodness, you guys move so fast. <laughs> that was San Francisco in 19. Okay. You just couldn't do anything. They suffocated you. Um, they're not nearly as dominant at, up front this year. You know, um, I don't think that they cover on the back end at, at the speed that they did. Obviously, Fred and, and Greenlaw are still playing at a wildly high level, but just the, they're not connected as they were in 19. I think there's holes in their secondary. I think Pat, this is a game that Patrick is like 75% completion. I think he can like death by a thousand paper cuts them. Kansas City's defense is one that like lines up with the middle finger at you and says, here it comes. You know, like, we're, we're, we're going to play physical at the line of scrimmage. That's not the official formation, though. Just no, to, yeah. You know, yeah. It might be. Let's, um, uh, let's go middle finger here. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, they, they, they beat you up. All 11 of those guys beat you up. Sneed wants to beat you up at the line. They're fast. They're physical. 
and they make you think. They're, you don't necessarily know what they're going to be in. And if you get to second and obvious passing or third and obvious passing situation against them, good night. So you like the Chiefs? Yeah, I think the Chiefs are a better football team. Um, I think that if – I think I heard Chase kind of referencing this. But let me say, is San Francisco's offense better than Kansas City's defense? No. Okay. No. Um, San Francisco's offense, if you're going to play I've, – I've, the thing that I've talked about this year with them is they're difficult to play zone against. You don't want to play a ton of zone against San Francisco. You want to man them up just because – you can man Debo up a little bit here and there if you got a good nickel, and he's smart, tackles well. Ayuk's a really good route runner, but if you're physical with him at the line, that's advantage just because of timing. you got to be able to cover, cover Kittle. I think Reed can do a consistent job against that. So not that he's not going to lose some of them. Um, and one of the things that San Francisco's offense is, you know, like they constantly ch you know, check your eyes on defense. Like, hey, we're going to set a formation here, and then we're going to shift, and then we're going to have people going out there, and you're looking at all these different things, and then it's, a great, it's the great illusion. I've called Kyle and, and Sean McVay that for years. They're the great illusionists. So I think man coverage minimizes that a little bit, and I think that's advantage Kansas City. The best tight end on Sunday will be? Uh, Kelsey, again, that's part of the matchup. You know, okay. I think Kelsey's got an advantageous matchup in that in that situation. One of the things that's been interesting, Kansas City's become so game plan specific in the playoffs. Like they just have one very kind of finite thing that they've realized. Okay, we're going to do this a ton against Miami. It was three level throws against uh, Buffalo. It was run at Taron Johnson, the Buffalo nickel against Baltimore. It was getting four strong in a formation. So I think they'll have something for you know Kelsey that they feel that they can run a, a, a bunch, and that, that'll be an advantage for them. Uh, he once made one of his uh, coordinators fall asleep while he was playing quarterback. Did you ever think that maybe... that around on me? I did. That maybe the coordinator's like, this is so boring. <laughs> Orlovsky again? Uh, wake me when it's over. <laughs> no, is he still in there? Yeah. <laughs> You can, uh, you can see more of Dan with Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, Mina Kimes, Laura Rutledge today and Friday at 4 Eastern on the Mothership. And you're calling the Super Bowl with uh, Chris Fowler and Lewis Riddick for Australia and New Zealand. And do you have an accent? Do you have an Australian or New Zealand accent? Yeah, you know what? I tried to do that one time and I got the matumbo. Like, don't do that, dude, because if you do it wrong and they don't like it... Yeah, they're going to let not you the know. Type of, not the type of people you want to make upset. And don't do any shrimp on the Barbie thing, okay? Do I come across as somebody who would? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I won't. Thank you, Dan. Dan Orlovsky, everybody. Take a break. We're back after this. Joe Montana and Dion will join us in the final hour. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments 
where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Final hour on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. I got to give credit to this audience. It is breezy this morning here in Las Vegas, and they've been out here since around 5.30 this morning. So thank you for uh, coming out to the Fountain Blue Hotel. All right, so uh, busy final hour. Uh, Joe Montana just showed up, and uh, we'll talk to Deion Sanders here in a moment. We'll uh, try to sneak in some phone calls as well on this Thursday. It's a meet Friday on a Thursday, so we got a lot of things on the uh, Traeger Grill over there. I don't even know if I have uh, everything listed here, but there's quite a few things. We have a Kansas City menu and a San Francisco menu. Yes, Todd, you were going to say something? I was excited about all the stuff that uh, we're going to be eating. Well, thank you, Todd. It'll be good stuff. All right, a poll question for the uh, final hour of the show before we I break. I you. I lean into the mic sometimes. You think I have something to say, and you call on me, and then I give you nothing. Back to you, Mr. Thank Peter. you, Todd. And you followed up with that. Yes. <laughs> couple uh, of Hall of Famers coming up on this Thank show. you, Todd. I should just stop talking. Thank you. Yes, Paul. We do have the coolest green room in Vegas right now. If you went yeah. back there, it yeah, is no. star-laden. Yeah. When you see Joe talking to Dion, that's pretty cool. That was that was something. That's that pretty was something good. to see. All yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, what yeah. do you have over there, Seton? Uh, let's see. I'll update you real quick, Dan. Uh, we have, uh, if you were an NFL player, would you rather have grass fields <laughs> or legal grass? <laughs> legal grass only getting 14% of the vote. That, okay. Is that because it's kind of... Yeah. You know, it's like 30-something states. It's already... Yeah. 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 Uh, the second best quarterback on today's show. I'm just saying Joe Montana is last. Okay. That. Okay. So he's either the first best quarterback or the third best quarterback. <laughs> I can't really tell. But Chase Daniel went in that one. Okay. So yeah. Chase is the second best quarterback. He's currently... He is known as the second best quarterback Over on Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's bring in Deion Sanders, the Hall of Famer. Won a couple of Super Bowls. Yes, sir. Colorado head coach, and joining us on behalf of the Almond Board of California. Looking good. I thought we were coming to Vegas. This is ridiculous. 
You're dressed for Colorado, yeah, though. Because I have a great team that, that really allows me to understand what the weather's going to be, and we pack it appropriately. Do you remember the coldest game you ever played in? Yeah, it was Green Bay. It was not snowing, but it was really cold, and I told them, you might as well leave me at the crib. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything for you. It's not going to happen today. I think it was like five or something like that, and it was freezing. But should we look at guys who played in certain you know, weather-related cities? Like, should we look at their careers and say degree of difficulty? No, for... no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. That has nothing to do with your ability. <laughs> nothing whatsoever. Well, sometimes when it's cold and you're a receiver or quarterback and you're going out there. No, playing. a dog is a dog. I don't care what the weather is. <laughs> dog is a dog and a cat is a cat. I don't care what the weather is. <laughs> Well, there are certain dogs that look at you when you say, go outside, do yeah. your business. They look back and say, I ain't going I ain't out there. That, that's not a real dog. I ain't going to. <laughs> that's a dog with cat tendencies. <laughs> and that's the problem with our country right now. We're, we're, we want dogs, but we're raising cats. <laughs> oh, that was for you. That's for all you parents. <laughs> you want a dog, but you're raising cats. Okay, as yeah. a parent, okay, is there a difference between coaching and being a parent? Being a parent is coaching. Um, you're coaching them through life, and you're not giving them any shortcuts, any passes, and you can only glean from your experiences. You can't glean from anything else as a parent. You can only glean from your experience. So if you're not parenting correctly or coaching correctly, that's based on your experiences because that's all you can pull from. I, I don't mix the two. My kids know not to call me dad on the field. I'm, I'm coach. And uh, we, we had a situation where we were getting ready to go into overtime last season. And, you know, you go out for the, the corn toss and all that again for overtime. And uh, my son, who's the defensive back, Shiloh, he said, Dad, uh, the defense going to go out there first? I said, the defense has been playing like hot garbage all game. I'm putting your brother out there and we're going to win this game, okay? <laughs> and that happened. It happened. We put his brother out there first and so we went down and won. But you wiped the blood off yeah. his lip like a dad might do that during the game. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I would do that with all my kids. Like, I feel like all those kids that play for me and with me are my sons. Like, I love them all. I, I really, truly do. And uh, I know the intimate details of uh, mostly all of them, that why they came and the family structure and the trials and tribulations of what they've been going through. And I could glean from that during a game. And I could pull on that to motivate them to go to the next level. If uh, we go back a year, and, and you said, look, I'm going to be coaching. That was on this show, right? Yes, it was. I was sitting right here, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, so four years ago, you talked about that. Right. You just wanted a chance. Now I'm going to be coaching. Yeah. And now, here you are four years later. I absolutely later. love it, man. First of all, you're an icon, and I thank you for this platform. This man is... He's interviewed everybody and their mama. <laughs> you got to give you your roses, man. You... you you keep it straight, you 100, so whenever I see you on my list, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're one of those guys that you, I look forward to coming to because you shoot it straight. You keep it 100, man. Thank and you. I appreciate you for that. Thank you. So where you are now from four years ago, any surprises from your side of this of how it's gone? You got to understand, I expect great things. I expect to change the game. Like, why would I be a different coach than I was a player? Yeah. Why would I be a different coach than I am a person? So I take from all those experiences and incorporate them into what I do now. And if God gave it to me, I got to use it. And I use every darn bit of it. And I'm one of the few people who absolutely love what he does and does what he loves. And you could tell. 
It feels like you're more of a CEO of Colorado football. I think most coaches are CEOs. Okay. Yeah, you, you oversee everything. Like, you're a CEO of the show. Yeah. But you still have to perform. Yes. Yeah, you still got wonderful um, co-hosts. You got wonderful people on the cameras and everywhere. It's a lot that goes into it. But you still have to do what you do. You For, play a vital part of it, and I feel the same way with Colorado football. For a guy who didn't lose, the, you know, that, that high that you get from winning, you expect yeah. that, but it's the loss. Like, how tough is it to, to have that where, you know, you lose a game and you're not used to You never want to get used to that feeling. It, it depends on what you s- signify a loss. Is it on the scoreboard? Or is it the stadium being packed? Is it the apparel sales going up 800%? Is it the uh, student enrollment that has skyrocketed? Is it everything that we touched, the, all the sellouts, not only home but and away? Like, what's the loss? And I'm getting to father and coach my sons every day that my son has the camera on me as I speak right now. What's a darn loss? My daughter's playing basketball at the university. My mama's in the crib. My sister's my secretary. Even my dog has on bling bling. What's a loss? Wait, wait, what kind of dog collar does your dog have? He's, uh, I tell you what, California almonds made me, first of all, they made me this, which is unbelievable. So he has one too. So the dog is even stuck. Like, when the dog goes to the dog parks with the other dogs, they recognize who he is. They just want to make sure you're not in a rough neighborhood where the other dogs are going to rip them off. There ain't no rough neighborhoods in Colorado and Boulder. (laughs) We're talking to Deion Sanders, joining us on behalf of uh, Almonds, the Almond Board of California. How'd that that happen? I love it. First of all, I'm an Almonds guy. Let me get this straight because I don't want to mess this up. I'm here today with California Almonds to declare February the 12th, the day after the big game, because we can't call the game the name. So the big game is National Recovery Day. So I'm kicking my feet up. I'm... Feeling good. I'm looking good. Uh, all you guys are feeling good and looking good. And uh, I absolutely love it. But we got to recover. But the work never stops, man. Yeah. I'm a workaholic. Yeah. I love what I do. I just said I do what I love. And I absolutely love it. And I use almonds to keep me going. How much that coat cost? I have no idea. <laughs> Most of everything I wear is free. Okay. And then your sons buy you, <laughs> your, your sons buy you a house. No, we went house hunting. We went house hunting. Okay, they're getting credit for buying you a house. Yeah, because that's how the crazy the media is. You just go to a house and you say, man, hey, man, I'm glad you guys are thinking about me, want me to be straight. They want me to be straight when they depart. Um, I got a couple sons that are probably going to go, not probably, going to go first round in the draft next year. And uh, then my other son is going to be there with me. I'm not letting him go with his brothers. He's going to stay with me. Okay. So they want to make sure I'm straight, I'm good, because all my life I've made sure they were straight. So now they want to make sure daddy is good when they depart. So they didn't buy your house. No, they, they haven't bought it. it. They... No, they haven't bought it. They can't afford it. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't let them do it as a father. I'm supposed to bless them. Yeah. Um, I'm supposed to make sure their life is easy. Their life is, 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 and they're headed in the right direction. They're not supposed to do that for me, but they want to do that for me. And that's a beautiful thing. Mission accomplished. Not yet. It's, it's ongoing, man. Life oh, is know. ongoing. Yeah, we don't stop. I, yes. We do not stop. Life continues to re- evolve, and I love it. Well, it's like when they turn 18, and then I, I say your parenting doesn't stop when no. they, they leave. No. In fact, it gets tougher from, you know, in certain right. uh, pers- but, you know, but situations. Now the, the questions are evolving to the next level. Like, Dad, let's talk about property. Dad, let's talk about a home. You know, what does this type of home cost? Um, LLCs, they have everything, man. These, it's a different day. 
in college football. Now it's a different day with these young men just because of where we've migrated to. They're advanced now. I didn't think about none of this stuff when I was a kid their age. Now they, these kids have their own companies. They have LLCs. They, they, they got it going on, man, and I love it. Well, I also, what I loved, and I mentioned this to you before, you pulled back the curtain. You said, yeah. this is a business here. Yeah. Let's not kid anybody. You were a student athlete. Maybe you got some scraps. Uh, but now it's like, no, they deserve whatever they can get. They and, deserve and, that. And they're getting it. Yes. And they're getting it. Only thing I don't like is them to put the bag before the game. Because the game always has to come first. Chase the game. Like If you chase greatness, the money's going to come. Don't chase the money because greatness don't come just because of the money. The money become, comes because of the greatness. But there's part of you that's old school, I would think. Very much so. But then you have to be new school. Well, I got kids. Yeah. That keeps me in touch with, with society. That keeps me in touch with who's who and what's what and how these kids think and how they get down. They keep me on point. So a lot of coaches may be detached from reality of what's transpiring in college football and life. I'm not because I have kids that keeps me on point. What's, what happens if I, you come to my house okay. and then we talk? I want to know if I'm going to play. I want to know what am I going to get. Okay. Let, let's, How do you respond to let, that? First of all, you are in charge of if you're going to play. I ain't promising you nothing but opportunity. But kids do ask that. Not with me. <laughs> no, not with no, no, not with me. And they don't talk business with me. I don't play those two intangibles. I think the word is spread out over the country. They don't talk. They talk business with somebody else, but not with me. I want to talk football. I want to talk future. I want to talk lifestyle. I want to talk your your why. Why do you play this game? Why do you want to be who you want to be? What what you doing this for? Is it mama? Is it your dad? Is it your siblings? Is it getting out of the inner city or, or, or getting out of that? Uh, that trust fund or you want to prove to yourself that because all, not all these kids come from uh, obscurity but some of these kids come from uh, a promising situation but they don't want that that tag of just being a, a darn uh, a child who's wealthy they want to prove it to themselves and their parents that they could do it on their own so I talk to all different aspects of kids uh, the one finger on your left hand mm -hmm. how did that happen jamming that that gets my hand on receivers <laughs> Getting my hands on receivers. I, I use this hand all the time, and this hand has been dislocated so many darn times. It's ridiculous. So do you remember a certain play where you did that to your finger? No, it's been multiple plays. I remember in the – I think it, it's not the NFC Championship. Yes, it was. It's was a regular season game against the Cowboys that my finger popped out of place, and – I had to go in for them to pull it back in because they couldn't get it on the sideline. And I remember once they finally popped it back in place, Ray Rhodes, he called it downstairs and he just told me to get on the phone. He said, don't you ever go off that field again in my life. <laughs> he said, I couldn't call the defense because I was so busy looking at the tunnel seeing when you was going to break your butt back up. <laughs> you got to call a different defense yeah, right, if you're not in there. Exactly. When you get together with Joe Montana, oh my God. you just did. It's the man. Like Joe is the man, man. Joe is 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 in in my era. Joe was him. Joe still is him. I mean, always polite, always who he is, and he just has his aura about him. And I want my son to meet him because my son is a quarterback, and I I've put him up on game with the greats. And Joe Montana is certainly, arguably, the greatest ever. What was it though about facing him? Like concise. Um, smart, intelligent, not going to really allow you to get your hands on the ball uh, 
he he and he had Jerry and John Taylor and Brett Jones and and Roger Craig and so on and so on. Did Joe go to your side of the field? Joe Joe didn't care who you were. He was he was cautious with where his ball placement was, but Joe didn't give a darn. That's Joe Montana. He don't give a darn about that. Yeah, but he shoot. Come on, man. That that's who Brady was shooting at. I uh, when I found out that you were going to be on the show, I went back and looked at that uh, punt return that you had at Florida State. Yeah, where you you basically said I'm bringing it back. Yeah. Okay. Why would I be different as a coach? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Why would I be different as a coach? Yeah. So, I wonder, did, uh, you know, like the players on the other side, like, were they trying to take you out in a way Always. to hurt you? The coach is trying to take me out now to that coach against. You think the players are trying to take me out? I'm trying to tell you, it's a cycle. It don't stop. The coaches, are, the coaches are think they're really playing against me right now. But how are they, so they're using whatever tactics to go against yeah. you to say you don't want to go there to play for Dion. I, 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 I love it because they have so much confidence in me. They tell kids, well, he's not going to be there. He's going to leave. Well, if he leaves, that means he's advancing. He's, he, he, he's going to another level. He's going to another school, which I don't need that to be who I am. I don't, I don't go inherit legacies. I build them. Do you know who some of these coaches are? Who are uh, Most definitely. Like my kids have uh, that we recruited that signed with us. They have video conversations, tape of, of coaches bad-mouthing us and talking about us like a dog. They don't understand. That's why I don't let cameras and, and phones, except if we control it, in meetings now. Kids will record everything. They do. So you don't allow phones in your meeting rooms. No way. A successful season this upcoming season will be what? Uh, very successful. Um, I'm not one to garnish what the record is going to be. I didn't do it when I played, but we're going to win. And uh, we're going to have several guys go into the NFL. And we're going to have another crop after that prepared to go into the NFL. But help me understand, did you say we're going to be in the college football playoffs this next season? I think my kid said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think my kid said that. Okay. I, don't, I don't make those proclamations. Uh, we're going to win. Uh, we're going to do that. We're, we're going to do that. But you don't say to your son, come here, don't be saying that stuff. No, he's a Sanders. <laughs> what, 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 he can't help what, himself. Our natural order is confidence. And I think bring back the Jerry Curl. I think you should bring back the Jerry I wish I could. Oh, you can. I, 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 I wish I had that ability. But if you make enough money, you can make anything happen yeah, these sure. days. The, uh, you can buy anything these days, can't you? The <laughs> Almond Board of California. It's Love great it. to see you. Great to see you. If you I, want to give a plug again yeah, for them. Yeah, I'm thankful to my, my relationship with California Almonds. I, I saw a bag right up under my desk right now, and now they've just created a bag with this handsome guy, a, a little package with this handsome guy. Come on, bring it, bring it, throw it, throw it, throw it. Come on, come on, baby. Ooh. That was horrible. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Right, this so. handsome guy is on the, yeah, you see that? Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love that, man. I absolutely, I absolutely love stuff like that, man. Because I dreamt, I dreamt like that. Like, this is the way I dream. I dream of things like that. Now I dream for my kids with these same type things. I really do. It's great to see you. You are awesome. Let me tell you something. You are the best gift giver of all hosts. Thank you. No, no, I'm serious. Those grills, you still doing this with the I, Traeger grills? I got my Traeger grills over Let there right now. I just told my son about the Traeger grills. It's in my backyard right now. I'm, I'm upset with uh, Louisiana hot sauce, though. I saw Why? Yeah, because I tried to partner with them, and they it was it was just ridiculous. Uh, but let me tell you something. Louisiana hot sauce is like 
like validated in every inner city in America. <laughs> and I just wanted to take them to another level. Okay. So, All right. so either I'm going to get with them or get with their competitors. One of the order. Your, your Traeger was your NIL, though. Let me tell you something, man. Traeger is unbelievable. Thank you for blessing you, but you blessed us. I did. I appreciate I did. you. Thank you, man. God bless you. That's guys, uh, Deion Sanders. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast. And every week, we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity. To get to the top, we've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Final half hour on this Thursday. Great audience here. They stayed throughout... See a lot of uh, number 16 jerseys out there in the audience. And uh, Joe Montana set to join us. He is normally Joe Cool. Today he's Joe Cold. And uh, joining us on four time. Wait, I, that wasn't. That was okay. Bloop, bloop. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. It's tough audience, Tom. It's a tough audience. Yes. They were just doing that because you're a damn fan. Thank you. Oh, do you think so? I think so. No, I'll give you a bloop. All right, thank you, Tom. Uh, Joe Montana joining us, the uh, four-time Super Bowl champ, joining us on behalf of Pfizer to uh, talk about the importance of getting vaccinated uh, against um, pneumonia. And Joe joins us on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hall of Famer, Joe Cold. Hi, bud. All right. Hey, I have one thing to say. Huh? Would they kick you out of the inside? Huh? <laughs> <What you laughs> I'm not afraid of the elements, are you? Well, if you were a really good host, you'd give me your jacket. All right, I'll give you. Give me. What I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sit down. Sit down. I'm kidding. I'm good. No, no, you can't come on and talk about not getting pneumonia and then get pneumonia. Here, I'm going to get it. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Honestly. Okay. Because I'll give you the shirt off my back. Mind if I shake a little bit? Okay. The coldest game you ever played in, I'm wondering if that was the game against Houston when you were at yeah, Notre Dame. by far. But you got sick? Yeah, I got sick. At I halftime? Uh, yeah, I had um, my body temperature dropped and uh, I couldn't stop shaking. Sort of like it would be out here in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and they wouldn't let me come back out until after they got my temperature back up and... Not sure I wanted to go back out there the way the game was going. Yeah, but, but I wonder, like, were you risking something a little bit larger than, I mean, you're going out there. I, I don't, I, did you even, back then you don't even think about it. Right? <laughs> you, you didn't you're ask any young. questions about, hey, could this, like, could I die? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I was afraid I was going to die the way I was playing. <laughs> I was just, uh, playing is so bad out there as I, that I really want to go back out and, Oh, it's so funny. I was just talking to people. I, I remembered for two of the worst games I played in, in my life, the catch and the cotton ball. Oh, and you won both of those games. We won both of them, and, and you throw a touchdown pass at the end. People forget everything. You're right. I don't even remember your stats in the well, game. They were terrible. Look, you can look them up. Paulie, look they up your stats in the game against the Cowboys. I, 
I have him 20 for 20 with six touchdowns, Dan. I don't oh, know what so, Joe's yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, see? <laughs> the, the older you get, the better you were. Like, uh, people exactly. don't do any research on that. I know. Like, I don't even know what you're... Like, we're so stat-conscious now. Yeah. I don't know what you did against the Bengals in those Super Bowls. Me either. You, you don't know your numbers? <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, I know, especially in the first game, I wasn't... Uh, I was sitting in the, um, um, in the training room taking a little break because I don't usually eat a lot before the games and I was eating a double cheeseburger and my dad walked in and he said he goes oh he was all happy and it's going what's the matter I go nah I don't know I just didn't feel like I played that way he goes you know what what's wrong with you he goes you just won the Super Bowl and you were the MVP why don't you just eat that cheeseburger and go out there and have some fun and for you know go enjoy yourself did did you have a hard time having fun with your success I think Bill had such high expectations of you that you kind of put them on yourself, and so you carried them that way. So if you didn't play up to what you thought his standard was, or and it became your standard, I don't know. It was just uh, it was happy to win. But were you competing against yourself? Yeah, most likely in your career. Oh, all the time, all the time. Because it's like, all right, you won a Super Bowl, win another one. Yeah, no, but it just in every day practice. From practice on, I did. And that's where he's got me started that way. Normally, you go to practice, it's practice, and not a big deal what you do, how, as long as you make good decisions. But no, he wanted it perfect every day. Throwing the ball didn't matter. Yeah. I want you to try to complete 100% every day. Paulie, do you have the stats? And also, we have a blanket for Joe, too. Yeah, I, I have. No, no, no. We're not letting Joe Montana be I know. It's, it, it may look soft, but yeah. I understand it. You know? <laughs> like, we... yeah, we, we got a blanket oh, for Joe. Yeah. It's again. <laughs> this? There we go. There, there he is. This. No. Okay. You're all right. You're, yeah. Hey. No matter what they say, you're all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Paulie, do you have Joe's stats in that first Super Bowl? Uh, I got, well, I got the NFC title game you're talking about against Dallas. Oh, okay. Okay, you have that? I have those. 22 for 35, 286, three touchdowns, three interceptions. You were sacked three times, but you had the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. But three interceptions, that's not... That's not good. It must be a <laughs> were they all your <laughs> Were they all your fault? Usually. Oh, they were. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I just know I had a bunch there. And if you the Cotton Bowl is probably even worse than that. I yeah, had those, fumbles and that everything was, else. Yeah, but that weather was horrible there. Oh, yeah. No, that was probably the worst weather I played in. I think. And didn't Chris Haynes catch the game-winning touchdown? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You couldn't score if you if you weren't with the wind. You couldn't score. There were sixty-nine points scored in the game. <laughs> Fourteen were scored against the wind. One was a punt returned oh, wow. for a touchdown. That was other than that, you couldn't do anything. What else, Paulie? Uh, I, yeah, I got uh, Joe Montana in the Cotton Bowl. You missed 20 of your first 27 pass attempts. <laughs> See? But again, <laughs> the last one was complete. I, I hate saying this. It was ugly. Not at the end, though. So I was terrible. How many fumbles do I have? I I, 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 I'm not going to say. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've come to the conclusion Joe Montana overrated. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Relax out there. Got Niner fans want a piece of me. Uh, uh, if you gave advice to Brock Purdy on that first Super Bowl, yeah, what would you say to him? Don't do anything different than you've been doing. I mean, I think I like what he's been doing. He, 
he has found a way to understand what that offense is about, and the people around him can only make him better. You know, his job is to find a way to get the ball to those guys. That's typically how Bill's offense worked when we had Jerry and John Taylor. I mean, those guys could – John Taylor goes twice over 90-plus in the Ram game. I threw – Two seven-yard passes on a slant, <laughs> but in the books, yeah. I got 190 yards yeah. of passing and two touchdowns. Yes. <laughs> but nobody ever said to you, as they're doing to Brock Purdy, "Well, you got all those weapons." Or no, but, so, but, but there are a lot of other teams where people have all those weapons too. But, yeah. but they're making—he's making the best of it, and um, he's making great decisions. He's not, you know, making big turnovers. Um, he's, I love the way he moves in the pocket and, and escapes, and, and still he's looking down the field. He can run if he has to run, but he's not a runner. Um, but he's just found a way to make that offense go and, and the understanding of what it takes and making he's reading well and, um, hey, get the ball. <laughs> you got McCaffrey and Debo. Yeah. Debo's a beast. Yeah, I no. swear. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I love what he's doing. I haven't said don't do anything any different. But did you ever, like, you, it, all else fails, you just look for Jerry Rice when you, you were quarterbacking or look for Dwight Clark? Or? Well, when you get in trouble, those guys come looking for you. You know, that, we, that was one of the best things. Like, when you're out scrambling around, those guys, they want the ball, they're going to come find you. They come back to try to help you. Um, but yet yeah, sad because JT, John Taylor, would have been Jerry Rice. He's a freak. He's one of those crazy. We just didn't use him enough. But when and, you throw the touchdown pass against the Bengals, everybody thinks it's not going to John Taylor. I'm guessing the Bengals secondary. Yeah. Well, we, well Bill noticed uh, from a certain formation and a motion across it that kicked him into two two deep safeties, and so the play we were running was just a little halfback curl, but we added a little up route by John to split the two safeties, and um, it was made just for that defense. And so everybody thought, yeah, when Jerry came across that, yeah. yeah. Was Jerry upset that he wasn't going to be the guy you were throwing it to? I don't think so. I think he was happy we oh, won. okay. okay. <laughs> he, he had enough that game, I think. <laughs> I think he was MVP. Yeah, he was. So, yeah, and, but it's sad because JT, that's the only pass he caught the whole game. Unbelievable! Oh, wow. I just I somebody told me that a couple weeks ago. I had oh, no wow. idea. Yeah. What's the play call on that? Uh, Twenty halfback curl X up. Okay. The touchdown pass to Dwight Clark. That play call was sprint right option, and just throw it up and hope that Dwight gets it. Yeah. Well, you know, we he had never we had never thrown to Dwight on that on that play for three years. We ran that play, <laughs> and because he's supposed to set a pick, and we scored on that play earlier in the game. Yeah. And this time we used a little different formation, and Freddie Solomon falls down for the and he's covered when he stands up. And I think Dwight didn't realize it, and all of a sudden now I'm going, oh no, <laughs> come on, Dwight, hurry up! <laughs> well, you got D.D. Lewis and Ed Tutal Jones, I think. Yeah. But but don't you pump fake? Yeah, I thought I was going to try to throw it initially when he first started to separate from Everson, but. It, Everson seemed like it was too close, so I, and then he fell down, and then I think he slipped, and then let Dwight free, then I let it go. I felt bad for Everson Walls. I know. He's a great guy. Yeah, because Sports Illustrated had 
the cover where Dwight's catching it, yeah. Everson is like looking up like that. Probably had great coverage up until uh, yeah, you know, up until he slipped. Yeah. And did you know Dwight could jump that high? No, he's white. <laughs> <laughs> he's very white, Clark. Yeah, yeah. very white, Clark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always thought, and I know you would never admit it, but I, it, I thought you were throwing it away before I saw the catch. Well, I would have thrown it away long before that. If oh. I was going to throw it away, okay. okay. Why would I let myself get knocked down? Well, <laughs> take a hit for no reason. I would have thrown it away. When you run into cowboy fans, yes, they all how's say it go? I tell them, hey, it doesn't really matter because you, you got the ball back and you still couldn't score. So the real thing is, the real thing was is that Eric Wright saved the game on his tackle. Uh, he's a uh, horse collar tackle. I think it was Johnson, right? And otherwise, he's, he, he scores and we lose. But if it wasn't for E, everybody makes oh, the catch the big right. game, but Eric Stackle right. saved yeah. that game. Do we know where that football is from the catch? Because Dwight spikes it. Yeah, I have no idea. There's an argument over, there's two of them hanging around, that there's an argument over which one is which. Well, I think they did the same thing with Franco Harris with the Immaculate Reception. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, probably. Nowadays, these players know how valuable that stuff is. You guys back then, you're like, you know, spike it. We don't care. You know, and then it's worth millions of dollars there. Uh, did you kept all your Super Bowl jerseys? Uh, yes. They got framed? Uh, no, they were just sitting around the house. Yeah. No, they were just packed away. What, what are you yeah. doing? Oh. Uh -huh. But are you I'm not a, you're not into that? I'm not, a, I'm not a big collector. I mean, I had we had stuff and trophies and things around in the in the weight room, but not, you know, just are they. I mean, it's good to look at, but but I'm it becomes your identity. Yeah. But like, do you want it to still be your identity and have those things on display when people come over? Hey, can I see the Super Bowl rings? I mean, I, that goes along with the territory. I I kept the rings. But <laughs> well, but you don't have them on display. No, 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 there. And actually, every now and then, I get a call from someone saying, "Hey, someone's selling your Super Bowl ring." I go, oh, "Okay, <laughs> let me go look." And I have to open the safe. Yeah, no, they're still there. Make, make sure Jennifer's not selling this, or one of your kids is yeah. selling. No, I think the first time they've been out in a long time, Jennifer wore on a necklace all four of them to the championship game. I go, oh my gosh, <laughs> man! Don't don't get too far away. No, <laughs> no. Uh, tell me what you're doing with Pfizer here. Yeah, I've been with Pfizer for a while now, and uh, uh, we're we're partnering up together to talk about the risk of of a serious lung disease called pneumococcal pneumonia and how vaccination can help when you get like my, hate to say this when like, you get like me on over 65, you become at, at higher at risk, and also you can. You become more at risk, even younger, when you have something like asthma, that an added condition like that. And then the best thing I can say is, if you want to learn more about this and how you can help prevent it, um, go to uh, nopneumonia.com, and that's K-N-O-W pneumonia.com. And there's a lot of great information on there. Hopefully, but it's been fun. Yeah, hopefully you you've been vaccinated. I've been so, vaccinated. Yeah, yes, so sir. we don't have to worry about you today with no. With, with, with well, no. thanks to this. Yeah. <laughs> But I do appreciate you were going to give me your... I would. I, really, I, I, really would I would give this shirt off my back for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when you look at Mahomes, mm -hmm. can you teach that? No, that's a freak. That's another one. He's, I mean, he's just fun to watch. 
I mean, every arm angle you can imagine, left-handed, whatever he, it seems he wants you to do. You never did any of that? I think I threw left-handed once, underhanded once or twice, but he seems to do this on a on an every game basis. You know, he pulls something out of his hat, and but uh, yeah, I don't. It's like speed, right? You can't teach speed, <laughs> and and that's he just has a unique ability to do that, and great arm, uh, and accurate. Yeah, yeah but you, today's you, today's offenses. You playing in today's offenses? You're probably having a little fun, like like he does. Yeah, I mean. I mean Yes, I won't say it's easier, but it's a little bit easier. Steve for... Young says, man, I would love to be playing now. He goes, I would kill it if I was playing now. <laughs> he said, they can't touch you. I, he goes, and he completed like 70% of his passes one season. So yeah. I, I'm guessing today's defense is what they can. And, I mean, you got yeah, so beat you up. Get, well, yeah, if you give people like Jerry and John when back then, you know, free access off the ball most of the time and – it, it would, our offense would would be made for this kind of the way it is today. Not knowing that you like you're not. I always say they should go back to hitting the quarterback. Just don't compress him in the ground because that's where all the acts. That's yeah. where everybody gets hurt, right? Your guys tackling you 150 pounds more than you. Yeah. Well, not now. Those guys are big. <laughs> so the guys are hitting them. But uh, um, and then they compress you in the ground, and and that's what that's how I got hurt. And that was uh, that was against the was that Jim Burt? No, no, it was Leonard Marshall. Oh, that's when you're rolling right, and he came yeah. and got you from behind. Yeah, and I was so happy because I just dodged LT, and I thought I was everything was fine. No uh, LT to yeah, worry yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, and then the boy. train hit me. <laughs> uh, great to see you. Yeah. Great to see you as always. My pleasure. Hope Thank you, you don't for having me. Always great to hear you. Yeah, it was great here. seeing you in Dublin as well there. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Well, yeah. That was a good day. You look like you could still play a little bit. Oh, if I could run from here to that rock right there, yeah. I'd surely would try. Yeah. How's the too, arm, though? I have too many metal pieces. <laughs> I got a new shoulder, a new knee, yeah. five-level fusion. Oh, my God. So I got enough. But was it worth it? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Game's stupid fun. <laughs> I wish I wish I wish I could everybody I could could go out there on one Sunday, win or lose, just to feel the excitement of the game, the ups and downs. Um and then you would never say you would never hear anybody say, Why is he still trying to play? Because once you're done, pretty much you're done. There's no game. So you for... understood why Brady was still oh, yeah. wanting. Oh, absolutely. Like you can't walk away. Yeah. If no. you can still walk, you don't want to walk away. No, huh? huh. That's why I'm, I'm kind of excited to see when Aaron comes back. Yeah. See how he, I mean, he's doing the same type of thing, and he still has that ability to play, and so looking forward to see that. What do you have, Paulie? I just want to let you know, Seat and I are going to absolutely fight over that blanket when Joe leaves the set. One of us is taking that home. Okay. I will go. Okay. I will go. That's going to be on eBay in about oh. 20 minutes from now, I think. Uh, he's Joe Montana. All in favor. Thank you, Joe. We'll take a break. We'll close up shop after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thank you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey. 
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.